You are listening to the Evolution Exchange podcast Nordics, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordic region. I'm Chris Bennett, and I help connect businesses with tech freelancers, and I'm your host. The purpose of publishing this conversation is to share journeys and experiences of individual sector leaders, showcasing how talent and drive can lead to a career of excellence. We've got an amazing, ever-growing Nordic community and have received some great feedback on our new approach to podcasting with the One Pond List. So I appreciate our listeners taking the time to learn and get involved with us. Today's topic is the transformation to empowered product teams. Uh, some learnings from a startup and a larger organization. I'm joined by the superb Johanna Belfridge from Inshrello, who is CTO over there. She's previously worked at H&M for six years um, and Avanza Bank for just over seven years. And there's a real pa- real passion for today's subject. Hello, Johanna. How are you doing? Hello. I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm very good. It's Monday morning in the UK and we've definitely entered winter. Ah, it's getting colder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's getting... What's it like? Are you over It's quite warm. Today? Yeah. It's uh, for this time of year, around 10 degrees and sunny. So that's nice. <laughs> well... You're luckier than those. I actually saw, I actually saw it saw in the news yesterday that in Stockholm you get more sunlight than we do in the UK, which oh. is really which is really saying something considering how uh, the lack of sunlight you get through the winter. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, okay, so really really glad, glad to have you here. Um, so I suppose for our listeners, uh, for those people who don't know you, you have, can you give us a kind of a high level. Um, view of your career and just an overview? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have a background as a developer. Uh, I've been working within tech and product development for 18 years. Uh, and uh, as you said, I've been at H&M uh, for six years. And my last like seven and a half year before coming to uh, Instagram, I was at Avanza and we did a big transformation, which I'm going to talk more about. Um, so we had six development teams when I started and 28 teams when I um, ended uh, the spring. And today I'm uh, CTO at Inserello. Uh, and Inserello is a company helping people get fair compensation to all. So like within InsureTech uh, to help help out. Uh, so that's our product. It's it's. Yeah. It's a very big area in short tech at the minute. Yeah. What, what, what do you think has kind of caused the kind of rise in this area? Because I think it's the same as in the banking industry earlier on that you need to do that shift to be a lot more like customer centric and helping the customers to get the compensation that they are entitled to and make it a lot more easier. Uh, so I think that's why. It's like a big so, change there. It sounds like you're having a fantastic impact and we'll make sure at the end of this, uh, the podcast, we figure out how people should get in touch if they're interested in joining you on that journey. <laughs> um, so I suppose what, before getting into the um, the minutiae of this, can it, why do you think this is your passion? Uh, to help. And really, we're going to talk about like how to help teams to get empowered. Like I think it's uh, both to like in the end, the uh, aim of that is to help the customers to get the best uh, products or like service that you have. And to be able to do that, you need to have uh, great teams that have the ability to to accomplish that. And I've seen the changes from from where you like work more with feature teams than compares to empowered teams and what the change that does when you have your own mission and like really feel responsible for what you're doing and are able to 
uh, to do that. So, and my like my passion is to help people grow and uh, to get like the good stuff for our customers, and that combined uh, with technology is really interesting to work with. So, you've got a real true belief that you can uh, do both thinking about the customer and thinking about an individual's career, and you can do that in parallel to achieve the same goal. Absolutely, and I think that will be uh, like a requ- requisite to to get the best things for your your customers if that you care about your employers and like how the team works and uh, then you will get good results uh, out of that as well for the customers. Okay, let's get into it then. Right. Yes. So <laughs> when we're thinking about this, what are the important steps that we need to think about? Yeah, so I think if you're like standing and you're going to do a transformation to empower teams and then of course what is empower teams? Um, for me, like a product, uh, empower product team is a team that has a clear mission of what their responsibility is. They have the competences within that mission, uh, with, within the team to be able to execute on that mission. And also like a big difference if like talking about feature teams, um, uh, so like empower product teams get a problem to solve uh, instead of getting features to build. They are partner with business to serve the customers instead of serving the business, which is a big difference. And also are accountable for the result um, and are measured by the outcome, not by feature output. So that's also a big difference. So like one of the first steps would be to talk about why do you want to do the change? Why do you want to do trans- transformation to getting more empowered teams? Uh, and and in the end, that's, of course, to get more uh, results for our customers. And so, so what I would like start is to involve everybody that you're going to do a change um, and also include them in workshops. Because when you do a change, if you have like more feature teams before, often that comes of having teams that might not be cross-functional and they are more of a component teams. Uh, and you want to change to have cross-functional teams that have that uh, uh, you need to do workshops and to find out, okay, what teams are we going to have? And uh, then I think it's a good uh, to be able to to find what teams you want. It's good to include people and have workshops like what are our, like should we have customer journey teams? Should we have product teams? Or do we need platform teams? What kind of teams do we need? Uh, so include them in these workshops. Um, so that's one thing. And then when you decide, on, okay, this is uh, the, the company bets we're going to do. This is the like the product teams that we need. And then you, I think the best thing uh, when, when you're going to uh, actually start the teams that you do it by self-selection, uh, which is, have you heard about self-selection before? What that is? Um, I, I heard about a company doing it about three years ago, one of the uh, gambling companies in yeah, uh, Stockholm. Exactly. Yeah. So talk but us can, through it. Yeah. So self-selection is when you decide on which team you're going to have. Um, then um, you have the product manager that you already set out for the team. They stand up and tell about the mission for the team, like this is the team. And then everybody's going that's going to be part of the team, they can choose themselves which team do they be, want to be part of. So you have like a big workshop where you put up uh, you put up boards on like like we had 15 teams that we were going to have uh, at once that we did it in two steps. Uh, so first we had for five teams and then we had 11 teams in the second round. So for this 11 teams then in the second round we had 11 whiteboards uh, with uh, 
like free spaces for people to join like we and you knew the mission and then you had a workshop like in one half hour where people could choose themselves okay which team do i want to be part of what's uh, that like what, yeah. what's the what's the dynamics of that day uh it's really fun i think bef- like uh, before that people were a bit nervous of course both managers and the people going yeah, to choose yeah. and and maybe like will there be a team that won't get any people <laughs> or will it be um so of course a bit uh, and also for the pms uh, to like stand there and sell their mission come to my team <laughs> that's also but uh, it was really fun to see the uh, when we did that uh, workshop it took like you 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 take one go and everybody put their names and then you go to each team and ask them do you have what you need for you to be able to proceed on your mission and they could put on like a red a green or a yellow card if they feel how comfortable they feel with that um and i think it was two or three teams that felt like they put up a red card and then they can explain what they were missing so then you do the whole thing again everybody take their picture away and you start on a new Uh, but then everybody knows what's missing in those teams Uh, and if you trust um, and that's like what you need to to be able to do this self-selection you need to trust the people that they will uh, they take the responsibility to uh, choose the team and also uh, see that that we will have um, each team having the competence that they need so like I think in the end uh, it took us one half hour we had every team it was one team missing I think um, agile uh, coach but we were going to get help outside so uh, all teams had people but in the first round it was one team had loads of people and another team had less but it was not no team had no people at all so I think to be able to do this uh, self-selection you need to trust that people um, will do their best and like what you're aiming from it is the motivation you get motivated people that work in a team that they believe in both mission and also like the people they so, so it's so much I think the opposite would be to have management selection uh, and I would uh, never do that again. So have you done self-selection? I think uh, that's the way to do uh, it. What, and what, what about, so you talked about that first round. It sounds like a, a French uh, French politics, by the way, the amount of rounds they have. Uh, but do you know, do, do you know that? Um, Iteration, maybe we should call it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know that first round when you had um, a team with too many? Mm-hmm. How did you deal with that specific in- instance? Yeah. So then uh, they they heard what the other teams were missing. Uh, So then when you did that second uh, iteration and let people take their picture back, some people just um, choose other teams because they felt it was more important for them uh, to... and they may, maybe probably some of them we spoke to them afterwards also felt that um, this was maybe the first choice, but it was just as well to do the second choice. So we checked with everybody afterwards. Do you feel comfortable with, with where you ended up in the end with which team you, you were in? So, um, yeah, it settled itself uh, out uh, when we okay. did that second iteration. And- do you know when you think about it, this is really interesting, really, really interesting for companies because there's a lot of fear around this. So I imagine there's a lot of people listening now that are <laughs> thinking, would this work? Um, just step back a little. How did the management team, um, it was at Avanza, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. How how did the management team uh, plan this, like actual plan this event? And like, What were the causes of, right, we're going to do this now? 
we're going to make because this is quite radical. Yeah, um, we have heard about it. So we were uh, and we were going to make it such a big change because we were going to, to create all the new teams. Uh, out of. So then we felt that this is a great opportunity to try this out. But of course, um, we were a transformation group talking like managers together and some were more doubtful than others. But we talked about it and uh, it's also like a book. Um, um, very like thin book that you, we uh, read all of us uh, that is about self-selection. I can, uh, yeah, I yes. don't remember what it's called now, but I think we will make sure we put yes. it in the um, <laughs> perfect the, the party. Uh, great. So um, and then we also needed. So when we decided to, when we had decided to, yeah, let's go for this. Uh, let's try it out. Of course, that's um, something you need to then tr trust the process, but then also have one-on-ones with everybody that were going to take part of it. Uh, so also they felt comfortable with doing this process, uh, any concerns or anything in, in before. And also we set a few like, um, like game, what should you say, like uh, when you get into that workshop, like what you should think about, like which, which team would you like to work mostly in? Which team do you think that your competence will benefit, uh, like in the team and so on? So trying to make those um, rules. But... Yeah, I think after like one or two discussions, we were all uh, convinced that we wanted to try this out and I'm happy we did. Um, and now I've heard many companies have tried it and like before us as well. But um, yeah. Well, I was thinking, Johanna, think about uh, the topic and, and think of our listeners today. Um, some of those listeners might be outside of Sweden or outside the Nordics and don't know about Avanta. But you, you consider that as a larger organization, Johanna, wouldn't you? Yeah, um, or like mid-large. It's uh, yeah, mid -large. I think it's the uh, over it's around six hundred people. Uh, yeah, it's the it's the size of the t-shirt for me that if people want to buy me a Christmas present. <laughs> um, yeah. So if if we think about them, let's let's say they're a mid-large organization. How do you think this would be in a startup? This kind of stuff. Yeah, I think in uh, exactly because. Um, uh, today we have a few teams. I think in a start a startup you need to, like in the beginning in a startup you you most of the time have one big team. You don't have that yeah. many teams. Like everybody does everything. So and then when you're starting like continuing to grow, then you're trying to figure out okay how should we divide ourselves to work more effectively, uh, and then maybe have a few teams. Uh, but then that's uh, then you can try the same thing uh, to have have like. Uh, um, a self-selection with two or three teams just to find the missions for them and do this self-selection uh, even if it's uh, and I think something that people would be worried about is like will all the senior developers for example end up in one team or will we like uh, uh, it could be also like a manager that you worked with the team dynamics a lot and have like a mix of people being great communicators being challengers being like collaborator and all that in one team and then like, okay should I just let this go now but um, when when I've seen the result and this is applied to both the startup I think and a large organization that you can do it um, people take the responsibility to uh, to have um, like a divide how they're working and you can work with the team afterwards as well when you like will probably employ more people if you feel that one team have maybe missing a challenger in the team then you can add that later on but the benefit you get from trusting the process and trusting the people to choose and also like the motivation they get when they're starting to work with the mission is worth it one of the uh, one of the things i'm sure loads of people will be listening and it seems like a really easy thing to pick at this doesn't it 
yeah, because there's so many potential challenges. But one of the um, so one of the things that we get from taking job descriptions from customers um, is that we get um, a lot of listen as long as they're okay with the tech. Yeah, I'm looking for this type of person, and we say why, and they say, well, my aim is diversity of thought. Mm. and I've got a challenger, I've got a really good communicator, I've got the introvert, yeah, and now I'm looking for, I don't know, the comedian. I'm looking for some, someone else, yeah? And we get this on the, on job description. Mm. Back in the day, it was like, can you just get me someone with five years of Java? And I'm like, no problem. <laughs> um, how does, can I, what's your thoughts around that? Yeah, because like you said, you could have, a load of challenges on one team and like what 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 your thoughts around this uh this idea at the minute that's going around that we should have di- a complete diversity of thought on teams and and almost like um engineering that idea yeah uh like first i think it's good that you're looking for more things than only the competence because <laughs> the like you need a mix of it if you want them to um uh, to, to make a good success in the company but um yeah so of course then i guess the question is do you mean like in, in with self-selection then how will that yeah 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 exactly when you, yeah when you do that and you don't uh, yeah i think um and that's something you could also I think it would probably be harder. <laughs> uh, we didn't do it that way, uh, but we had already done also like people knew what their like highest if they are a challenger or collaborator or so on. Maybe you could do it like that's also like make sure you have a mix of it. I think it would be too complicated <laughs> to have too many parameters yeah. uh, going into that workshop. So I rather think that you, you look at the result of the uh, self-selection and see is there a team that are missing something? Maybe you can work uh, with that team, like uh, getting more people into that team or working with them, having workshops and so on. So at least that they get aware of, like we're missing a challenger here, for example, or we're missing this. So the rest of us need to 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 bring that, like everybody have these parts, but it takes more energy to put it in. So maybe they need to lift that part. Uh, I still think that you should, uh, that self-selection is, uh, is good, but you can, uh, of course, see results uh, that you need to work with afterwards, but that could happen anyway. Or yeah. it does always. You always need to work with teams that are in different stages. So, as, so I don't think yeah. it's a big uh, no, no. I think it's uh, something you will yeah. get too. So you're saying, Johanna, uh, that you'll still get a lot of the daily challenges that you're facing yes. as a manager now, yes. but you'll see a sharp increase in um, empowerment. Yes, exactly. Empowerment and also the results of the teams. Yeah, what they really together. Yeah. Well, well talk, talk us through um, kind of. When did this happen? When did you put this, um, when did you do this exercise? Uh, Advanced was 2017, uh, around there, uh, 2016, 2017, we did a change. And um, Okay, and what were, the, what were the kind of maybe short-term and long-term effects that you saw? Uh, one of the long, uh, like the... Um, like uh, that we really were that we found out from the teams afterwards was that they feel more like a small startup in each team after doing this like they have their clear mission and they have the ability to uh, to to make the decisions within the team uh, which was most like both so much more fun we saw like the EMPS going up from uh, I think was like nearly 80 or something when when we measured it from like 30 which is still high but it's a big difference Uh, and also like the result of our customers were so much um, 
uh, higher because you have like you don't have as much dependencies between different teams when you have separate missions where you look through also. Uh, so that also made team the teams more effective. Um, and something also to then it's important to think about when doing this transformation is that it will affect the full company. It's not only the product teams that, or like tech uh, or like, that will be affected. It will also be all the stakeholders that they need to also uh, learn. Like uh, how how do you work with the product team? It's not to like just send in requests all the time. It's more they want you to tell about their your needs as a stakeholder instead of just sending in uh, because then you're going back to feature teams. So that's also something you need to uh, look into. But yeah, so that was some of the results, like uh, so much more motivation in the team, uh, the result of what the team were doing and also the collaboration with the stakeholders uh, after this was uh, better because it was easy for them to know which team to uh, talk to because it's clear what their mission was. But did you, did you get, because um, I imagine a lot of these stakeholders were dealing with different people, yeah, yeah. Um, and they assume, correct me if I'm wrong, that there's a much greater need for a level of understanding of why that feature is coming in, a feature request, because someone is so essentially uh, attached to the business problem. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's probably a lot more conversations. Was that kind of a, one of the short-term effects? Um, yeah. And also, like, um, before you needed to, um, like, the stakeholders also, yeah, it was easier for them to uh, to know which team to to, uh, to work closer to. They could also, like, then attend the dailies uh, and listen in. So they're, like, closer to that team. So you find obstacles earlier. Uh, but then... Um, uh, and that's something like working with the stakeholders also, because we did, uh, I've only been here at Israel for like six months or something, but we have done the change also from feature teams to empower teams. And that's something that we need to work with the stakeholders uh, also a lot to um, like help them to understand how how do you work with the empower teams uh, in an easier way. Uh, maybe I'm not answering your question at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, in short, we're talking about long-term and uh, short-term mm. uh, differences uh, with the changeover. Um, and 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 how's it gone then uh, in Shirello? So, uh, have you have you even thought about the self-selection? Is like, is this something that you fact that you you want to do again, or is it not? Uh, I would do. Yes, I would do again. Now we have we looked over the teams and we did kind of a smaller self-selection. The teams were kind of already divided. We had three teams and now we have two teams. So then we need to decide how they would look like. Uh, if we would totally redo it, uh, I I would do self-selection again. Um, and um, so if your question was how, how because now we have seen a big change, also having like design of the team, having cross-functional team and how they can work in the team and also uh, how close the, the, the collaboration between stakeholders and the teams are so much closer than than it was before because they understand each other better also. So that's also part of it. Uh, when talking more about how you work, uh, yeah. you get closer to each other and also see what's hard and not like we did loads of like workshops regarding that, like both understanding why do we want to have empower teams uh, and also um, and and like because it was quite a frustration in the beginning <laughs> because it was harder. But I think uh, then you do workshops. How can you work collaborative and better together? So then uh, uh, the result is better. It, it's funny, Hannah. So on, on the podcast, uh, some people, I don't know. <laughs> 
uh, seem, I don't know, maybe scared to say uh, some things that are going to happen. But I suppose by the very default of what you're saying, any engineer that's working in Trello are probably like, oh my God, I'd absolutely love to do that. There's almost like no negatives to telling people you get to choose, you mm. feel more empowered, mm. you're going to choose your team and choose mm. the problem you're solving. Yeah, I suppose the only thing I'm thinking is how do you deal with um, a CTO or head of engineering? How do you deal with the the senior stakeholders in the company who are scared of this? Maybe outside tech, like what, yeah. what's the, what's the experience like that? Yeah, um, that they can choose themselves. I, of course, we get questions, but um, I didn't think that was a big obstacle. I, I think they were more curious. I like it uh, both. Uh, here but like at advanced when we did the big change um and uh, but but we also uh, when i was working at advanced we changed the ceo at advanced also in that uh, when we were doing the transformations of course that was uh, a bit scary will that person come in and want us to do it in a total different way uh, then we need to start this all over but uh, he was uh, uh, he he uh, thought we were on a good track so that was good so uh, yeah, of course it could be other senior people, uh, but if I think if you're if if it's your department and you believe in this, the other people and and just answering the questions, why? Okay, why are you uh, a bit maybe afraid of us doing this? Uh, and then talk about what could be the downside of it and what is the actual upside of it. How um, how often would you do it? I say say you say you were set on working with Inchirello for the next 20 years. I'm yeah. sure the owners of Inchirellos would love that. Yes. <laughs> um, but how often do you do it? Would you like think about doing this process? Because I was my question was going to go to recruitment, you see, of like, oh yeah. my this could like really mm. benefit recruitment. Mm. Um, but obviously those recruitees, would they get that option? Yeah. Mm. So it's kind of twofold yeah. this question. Yeah. Like how often do you do it and how does it affect the people coming into those teams? Yeah, so both, um, like after, if you've done self-selection once, I think that then you always like um, want the people that's starting in the team. That's like um, a promise that you give to everybody that that they can, uh, they could also change team in between if they feel they want to to move teams. So that's something we saw a lot. Uh, But of course, maybe not always you can do that at once. But if some person feels that aim to go to a different type of team, that's possible. Uh, I think you asked how often you do self-selection. I think it's very common uh, that uh, when you're scaling, uh, you end up scaling in a way um, that you divide the teams by like system components instead of like in the technical way it's very easy you have a cross-functional team from the beginning when you Mm. divide several teams into new teams it's so easy to look at like the technical um, system uh, components like how how like from system perspective uh, how is the best thing uh, way uh, to divide the teams and then you're going to end up with so much um um, I'm trying to find the English word for it. Um, dependency between the teams. So yeah. then I think you can end up, if you have like 10, 15 teams and you've done it this way, you realize that you need to do redo it and look over again. Do we have the correct missions for the team? And then when you start to do that journey, you need to start to look at, okay, what customer value do we want the teams to achieve? And then look how to organize it. And after you've done that, you look at the uh, technical side. Okay, how can we then 
like it's the Conway law. And then if you're organizing one way, how can we affect uh, um, that will affect like the architecture of it? But uh, it's also possible if you then organize it when you're like she want to achieve customer value and then how. Okay, so back to your point. I think if you end up in that way. Um, that you have teams that are like you find that now we need to redo this again. Our teams are not set the correct way. Yeah, why not do a self-selection again? And have you done it once? You will probably do it again because it you kind of made that promise to the teams uh, that you I, always I, do. I'd love to know can some of the recruitment outcomes of this and retention i'd love to know because at the very instance yeah let's say 10 percent of the workforce let's say there's 100 people involved in this process yeah and 10 percent by default are potentially interviewing if not definitely interviewing elsewhere at the same at that time i'd love to know if those 10 people whether that made them stop interviewing yeah and start focusing inwards about how I can just change positions with my own company instead of start considering other companies. I'd love to mm. know. Them. Did you mm. did you get did did HR did anyone get involved in terms of figuring out that type of data? Um, like we could see change, of course, but that, that's also a bit um, because after doing a big change, if you look at everybody, um, also going from like organization which is more feature driven and maybe also have like more project managers and like other roles, of course, some people would and like when we make a big change, some people would uh, quit the company as well. But we saw uh, that develop and we also, yeah, I'm just thinking into to the numbers, but uh, I, I think for many, it was like a bit new opportunity to join a new team and also like learn more like technical uh, skills within a new team, maybe. So they probably stayed. Uh, and but I would be surprised if I like I, I think many people would feel that they get a new opportunity at their company to find mm. the best role for them. Uh, yeah. And if you if you were a tech company listening to this, which I assume you all are, if not, yeah. uh, welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> then. You see some frightening studies over in like the West Coast America where people leave, uh, every uh, software engineers leave after 18 months. I look to switch. Um, I think those figures are about um, 23 months in uh, Sweden. Yeah, and probably similar across the Nordics. Um, but yeah, given that opportunity to extend that for another 18 to 24 months by something like this. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it might, it might, put me, might put me out of a job. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm only joking. Um, okay, so yeah, I suppose finally, Johanna. So learnings, tips, anything you would or wouldn't do again? Give us a summary. Yeah, self-selection I would do again, <laughs> um, as I said, and um, also like involve people early when you're doing this kind of change and like educate and yeah, uh, also that you don't need all the answers. Uh, like you will, you need to kind of jump because you can't get everything correct from the beginning. You need to kind of trust the process and um, like start somewhere and then you learn and can change by the way um something i wouldn't do or like a learning i would say is uh, maybe not 
put too much time on the like the people that are uh, against the change because they are, are the most of the very common that they are the one loudest so they can you can think that they are a lot, a lot more people than they actually are uh, so we did uh, open survey early on to just see how many people uh, trust like or believe in this change we're doing and how people many people don't believe in it and then we could see that uh, uh, the change um, uh, there were a very small amount that didn't feel that they they were against this change, but we have heard so much from them. So it took kind of, uh, yeah, mm. of course you need to work with them, but not maybe not put too much time. Um, and something also I would, uh, like now at Insorello, uh, like working with the stakeholders very closely, uh, helping them out, educate them also. What does this mean, this change? Uh, and it doesn't mean that they are less empowered because that's when using the empowered, I will probably not do again. I would just say cross-functional product teams, I think, because we, it was a bit hard if you're talking about like the product teams going to be empowered, but everyone at the company want to be empowered. But does then that mean then for other teams? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. not empowered. So then it gets a bit confusing about the power, empowered word. Um, so that's, yeah. I would probably not use that word. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, so you're basically saying there's not a shift in power, yeah. There's just an increase um, in empowered teams as well as already empowered stakeholders. Yeah, exactly. They are also. It's not. Uh, of course, it makes them. Uh, but but also sometimes that will affect the stakeholders. If you have need to have if. You want a team that have a clear mission, a product team. They also need to have the mandate to make the decisions. And that could be a decision that someone else outside the company took before. So that is a change for some stakeholders also when you're doing this. But not uh, maybe uh, here it wasn't really that uh, like in, at Israel. It was more like the wording about empowerment that everyone, like every team want to be empowered. But for the company, it will be a shift when you like the mandate. And it's also from the management team. Like if uh, when you have a clear mission for the team and you like trust them to make most of the decisions, then you as a management, uh, like top management of the team needs to also uh, give away uh, the mandate to the teams. So that's also a change and you need to do. Maybe not all decisions, but uh, many, like within that mission, the team should be able to take their decision. Um, so that's why it's so important setting which team do we want to have that is the kind of comp comp company bets <laughs> that you're doing mm. um, okay. yeah and um, yeah I think that's some of the things um, yeah and just just go for it and uh, you will you will need to like if you're gonna see like what teams do we need you need to to revisit that uh, and see also uh, where are the boundaries between the teams you can in the beginning set up a boundary like both technical wise and also like product wise but then you need to kind of work with the teams and see after a while okay maybe we need to swap this a bit or maybe even like we need a new team with a different mission because we're like steering in another direction and we need to actually change some of the team that could also happen uh, but just like my, my tips would be to just start somewhere and you will learn mm. by the way like don't mm. think that you will have everything clear um, every detail you need to kind of 
jump ahead and try that. And obviously, we will put uh, the LinkedIn of uh, Johanna, so you can ask her any questions if you want to reach out. Um, but likewise, if you think if you were sat there thinking, hmm, I want to get involved in this, or you like the way Johanna speaks, tell us a bit more about Interello. What 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 are the plans? If someone wanted to join your journey or make sure they're there for their next uh, self selection, yeah. <laughs> how would they get in touch? Yeah, you can, uh, instarello.se, you can go in and, and we are at LinkedIn as well. And right now we're looking for PM, so, <laughs> and PM. some other roles. But yeah, okay. uh, so they can, yeah, there I think is the easiest. We can see more about our product and uh, you can also reach me at LinkedIn and reach out to me. Awesome. Uh, Hannah, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Chris. Very nice to be here.